0: and now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another virtual success show. Matt, how's it going?
2: Going well, Barb, and yourself?
1: Great, thank you. Another fantastic week as always of, you know, learning virtual success with my teams.
2: Oh, it's always an interesting <laughs> week, isn't it?
1: It's a journey. It's a journey. And look, today's show, I'm actually really excited about today's show because I have one of my favorite people on the planet on the show. Um, Annette Lakovic, welcome to the show. Thank you.
3: So <laughs> favorite people. I love that. Yes. You want to mine too
1: parts. You, uh, you do. You light me up a lot, especially on social media. Um, but I really wanted to get you on the show, Annette, because as you and I both know, you, know, you, you basically, um, your virtual assistant was one of the first that we placed at Virtual Angel Hub, which is when I started mm-hmm. the the business, and what I just love and I want to share this story with the listeners um, was that you know we got this great VA, and I was really excited about this particular person because I thought she was perfect for Annette, and so she started working with Annette. And within, I think it was week two, maybe maybe week two or three. Yeah. Annette, I, an I email was comes in, through. I think it was in, yeah, might have been week one, week two. <laughs> an email comes through from Annette to me at. Uh, there was probably a couple of expletives in it. There was, there was a couple of, you know, words in capitals. And um, I think, as I recall, something like, she's so not worth the money, things like that. So it was basically, it wasn't going well. <laughs> it and, wasn't a good email. <laughs> it wasn't a good email, but you weren't having a good experience. Let's be honest. And this is something a lot of people face in those first few weeks of working with a VA. But the good news is that now you and gorgeous Gemily, absolutely adore each other, work really well together and you've made the relationship really work. So I really wanted to talk to you about, first of all, how you got through those first few weeks and how you went from failure to success, I guess. So maybe to kick things off, just tell us about that first day, you know, you know yeah. the first week when you mm-hmm. met. The hardest bit is <laughs> most
3: entrepreneurs, we, we need somebody in our business because it grows and we tend to put them in at the wrong time. <laughs> It's when we're we're busy and that's what happened with Jem and um, I um, did the fatal mistake even though I knew that you just can't expect them just to run with the ball straight away. I thought a week would be enough <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> and um, I really wanted her to run with the ball and just things weren't happening fast enough And because I had so much on. Um, I, I do knew, I, I did know that. I'm the one that needs to train her up and I think this is the hard bit is you've got to train the person up whilst you're trying to do your job and you feel like you're doubling up. Um, but what happened after that first week and I sent you that email, I'm very, you know, open communicator so I also said to her, um, this is not working the way that I want it to. Um, I really need you to work um, and get these tasks done quicker, do, get these tasks completed quicker. And she said, don't worry, this is not how slow I like to work either. I like to work much more efficiently. So
1: it was just great for her to confirm that. Um, I think I wanted to pause there for one sec because one thing I know um, is people doing, and I've seen this happen a lot, you're quite direct and I think a lot of people shy away from the direct conversation because they confuse a direct conversation with being mean and often I see people wanting their VA to like them and think that they're nice. So they want to sort of um they they avoid those direct and just being honest, being open and honest about what they need in to to feel supported by their v a mm, mm.
3: yeah, um, well, for me, it's always look. No, no, a person cannot improve themselves if they don't know what's going on. And <laughs> it's vice versa. for For me, I knew that I had to be more patient, and I just loved your response because you said, "Please just give it one more week because I think you knew that it was just in that time of, when Gemma's about to peak and go into that she understands the business and she can now run with the ball, but I was just in that teething stage. So just when you said that, I went, okay, I'm just going to hang in there. And with her response as well, saying, don't worry, I don't want to work like this either. I'd like to work faster. That just reassured me so much that, okay, great, she's open to feedback um,
1: and she's wanting to grow as well. So it was just a perfect, perfect affair. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay, so then we got in. So you had that conversation. Actually, how was that conversation? Did you feel uncomfortable? Were you feeling icky about it? I mean, you're pretty good at this stuff, but I think some people feel icky about the conversation.
3: No. Good. I, I didn't. I um, But I, I did dodge the verbal conversation. I did write it in email. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I did probably what a lot of people do now is they don't pick up the phone. Um. Yeah, <laughs> So I think that was, I said, sort of, oh, let me just write this. And I did write it so it wasn't attackive. And I think that's what's really important is sometimes you can write things in haste like my email to you. Um, and it's really because I didn't, I know she's not going to perform at her best if she feels like she's going to lose her job. I know that she's not going to perform any better if she's scared. So um, I think from memory I wrote it and then just went, right, let me just clean up the, <laughs> the language a little it's bit. So <laughs> Yeah.
2: And mm-hmm. can I ask a question? Um, was it was it just the speed at which she was doing things or was she not doing the right tasks or what, what was it the was, actual yeah.
3: yeah, it was the speed. Um and then eventually it was into the tasks. Um and that was part of uh, me being, you know, her 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 boss in a way, just getting her to understand priorities. Um it, it was really just the speed of things, just learning to do things. I just thought that she could run with the ball quicker. And, you know, uh, there's different behaviour styles and Jem is a perfectionist at heart and she does like to get things right. And um, I just had to understand that she doesn't want to do something unless it's 100% Later on, it was the prioritization. Um, but then I just knew this is that was just whenever there's errors that show up, we have to understand as business owners it's because normally it's a lack of communication. So if we have not, you know, gone through and said this is the most important thing that gets done when an email comes through with this or this is in your tasks, um. I've gone on to Asana and that was thanks to um, uh, Barbara actually introduced me to that as well. Um, but she understands that what's the priority, the highest priority, um, and then, you know, some of the other things like graphics, that type of stuff, which is I call it the fun work, <laughs> yeah. gets done later. Um, my success, honestly, with her has been I think through two things. One is really... Um, forming that relationship with her like she is a proper physical employee. Um, uh, she, she feels a part of the team. Um, we talk every day. Um, we have fun. Um, I always give her um, recommendations in what she needs to improve on, but I always, always, every day comment on something she's done right because I know, and this is what I was saying before to you guys is, A person never performs well if they're scared or if they're nervous or if they're, you know, they're scared of walking on eggshells that they're going to rub you the wrong way. People work in their genius when they feel loved and when they feel appreciated and that's when they're happy to contribute as well. So for me, every day I'll always find something um, that's truthful and to compliment her on so she feels really good in her position. Um, and then when there's a recommendation it, it lands better and she feels safe So I feel like that was one of the big things that um,
1: I, I agree really wanted and, you know, to embrace I really feel that is so important and I think an awful lot of people what I notice is um, people don't realize ha- actually how pivotal and how important the relationship is that you have mm-hmm. together because all the other stuff you can kind of teach but if you don't gel, and you, you don't, and you actually have to invest time in that relationship as well. And the fact that mm-hmm. you say, you speak to your VA every day. I speak to yeah. all of my VAs every day too. Um, mm-hmm. There are some people who are too busy for that, of course, but you still have to set up times where you, you talk, have meetings, and then you also need time to have a little bit of a joke together and a bit of a chit chat, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we love the little the little um, pictures on Skype, you know, the little yes. <laughs> the little icons you put in. So, you know, sometimes we have the little Michael Jackson dancer and it's just like fun, you know. You might just smash out a task and we've both achieved it and then we just, it, it's just, it you know, it's so important. And my behaviour style as well as gems, we're a good match in that. Like we've got to have a little bit of fun in the day. And, you know, there's days when we're doing launches and, um you know, we don't get to talk much, and we're just smashing out a whole heap of tasks. And we just know that at the end of the day, we do the wrap up. Um, but I find um, with that connection side of it, um, Barbara is the when having her feel that she's appreciated. Um, there's, I, I find what I always have with her is there's times we've we've actually smashed out, and I mean smashed out. most ridiculous amount of project launches
1: we've done three launches in two months like this is what people would probably do in a year and can i also mention there and because i know your business and i also know jem your va she 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 also did not have experience with product launches right so she was not experienced in that area you know Mm -hmm. Um, and for her to rise to that level so quickly I, you know, it, it really is a testament to you as well because you've you've taken her there, you know, on that journey, and you haven't expected her to sort of just be like that on 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 day one or to get there by herself. You've taken her on that journey with you. Success, mm-hmm. I
3: think. Yeah, um, with Jem, I actually asked her. I noticed that sometimes she was doing, and this is what Matt was saying before about the priority of tasks. Every now and again, this is when I had to have the conversation with. This was right near the start. Um, she'd start sending some graphics through and I didn't even ask for it. It might have been my sign-off logo or it was just like all these different things and this is way we can book and she's making these pages all pretty and I thought that really wasn't even in the, uh, the, the task to do. Mm. And then I said to her, what are you really passionate about? And she said, I really love doing graphic design. And I thought, no joke.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, question.
3: I, yeah. So I actually thought, well, whenever I have some graphics to do, if we have the time, I'm going to get her to to do that first, to have a go at it, just to help grow her passion and her skill. Because, you know, as my business grows, there's going to be things that we're going to fill different spots. And she just She's done amazing. She's done all the graphics for all my launches, um, for the past three launches. And um, what I was saying was because of that that feeling of that connection and feeling that they're part of something, they're part of a team, they're not just a virtual assistant, they're actually a part of something bigger. Um, you know, she worked an extra three hours um, late at night um, and, you know, we ha- had all this stuff to actually get out and we had, you know, timeframes around it. But then it's how do you repay them as well? So for me, we worked so hard. Um, you know, the next day I gave her a surprise So there's no work today and there's no work on Monday. And it's just how can I re- reward her for actually putting in that extra time and not complaining, not saying I have to clock off at this time. And I think that's the difference of building a culture
1: within your virtual um, business as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, a couple of things I'm noticing in in you saying that is, and and what you mentioned about the fun element earlier is that sometimes I see people as well, obviously, we want to get the, you know, when you're paying for a staff member, you want to get the most out of them. But I see people making the mistake sometimes of sort of treating them like a lemon to be squeezed down (laughs) to the last drop. Because they mm-hmm. want to get the most out of the time that they have with this VA or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's okay sometimes that for two hours you kind of did nothing, when you only have a joke on Skype and do a new image or I don't know, or have a chit chat about the future of the mm. business or whatever. Because I do that all the time. And I think that is actually if I could say the secret of my success has been to have those downtimes together as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not machines. They're human beings like
3: us. Yeah. We all need that that breather. Um, yeah, absolutely. And what? like I said, that that fun. There's there's scientific proof about um, the expansion of the mind and the opening of learning and the feeling of security when you do have fun. And if you're not having that connection with your team at the moment, um, you're actually doing yourself and your business a disservice. Absolutely.
1: Mm. So, Matt, I'm sure you've got some some insight to bring in here and some questions for Annette. I've been completely um, monopolising yeah. the time here. Yeah, we've just been chatting away. Sorry, Matt.
2: That's <laughs> alright. I just went and grabbed a coffee and came back, and you guys were still going. It was unbelievable. Women, you know.
1: All <laughs> right. No, uh, no.
2: I, you know, I, I'm so aligned with everything that you're talking about, um, Nettie, and, and that's what I actually teach. You've got to treat your virtual assistant like they were sitting in the room with you, like in the desk next to you. And um, so so th- that is, I can't emphasize that point um, enough. I've got a question, though, which is knowing knowing what you, oh, sorry, I've got two questions. How long have you and your VA been working together now?
3: I don't know how long has I it been it's
1: actually well, because i think it was probably in the beginning so it would have been since around march i'd say march april for you so we're probably what are we in now we're now in november so what i don't know eight months or something
3: wow that's gone fast
2: okay. so <laughs> yeah so yeah if you look I, back at so that in, eight months? that initial part were your expectations unreasonable like did, like did your VA promise something that they didn't deliver in the initial phase that they were going to be more efficient or was it just Absolutely. that your expectations were unreasonable? It was my expectation.
3: Well, do you know what, Matt? This is what it was. It was I've had a virtual assistant before and um, she ended up being an entrepreneur herself and growing her own business. So I had to then retrain somebody new and, I comprehended that it's going to take me a month to train her up. I even tell my my clients that but then when it came down to the crunch um, and it was a busy time so I had the pressure on my shoulders, I, I, yeah, I cracked. It was just I forgot <laughs> what I knew and um, my expectations suddenly just, you know, fell away and just, yeah, put the pressure on unfortunately. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And I think that's that's a point. like when you're when you're onboarding your virtual assistant, it's like any any other employee that you're bringing on locally or, or virtual. You've got to give them time, time to learn their role, time to learn mm-hmm. how to work with you, time to to if, if if they are a perfectionist, time to learn how to perfect what it is that they're doing. and when you when you give them that space and and you you're clear on your expectation from the start, I think the relationship starts. Um, Working a lot sooner
3: Mm, Yeah And I think like you're saying The time to learn the business um, As much as to learn To work with me um, Even today um, Even this week um, It's still Having her understand some of the language Because I teach sales I teach a reverse sale So I teach how do you get the customer to feel inspired to buy. So it's all in the language. So there was one thing that I got her to tweak on a lead page and I noticed that um, just some simple language, how would you like to pay for that? And pay is like the F word (laughs) for me. It's such (laughs) a high logical word. And I was like, okay, cool. So, she doesn't actually understand that. So, which option will suit you best? So, I got her to um, understand some language then um, and that's what's important as well is the time to learn the business because we're in our businesses so much and we think it's just so easy for someone to grasp but it's not. It, we just it's, it's that whole expectation thing that you're saying, Matt. There was nothing that she came to me saying this is what she can do and let me down. It was me really letting her down with just, you know, expecting her just to
1: pick everything up and run with it. Annette, actually, how do you feel now when you think about Jem? I love her. I want her to grow. (laughs) And you see, like, because I know I feel this way about my team as well. When you watch them grow and they grow with you and you see them achieve, I mean, it is actually the most uplifting feeling ever. And I, I know that you feel that way about Jem as well. Watching her grow is is part of the joy.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and for her to acknowledge her growth as well. So she's done so much visual yeah. marketing for me. Um, and I and want her to so- show her family what she's done. I said, have you seen your family? Have you shown your family what you've actually created?
1: Before you started with me, this is just something that you've liked to do, but <laughs> what you've actually do?
3: done?
0: Like, you've done a
1: whole marketing campaign. <laughs> you, you didn't actually know when we first got her; we didn't realize that that was a skill set that she was actually hiding. That was a little <laughs> hobby skill set that she had that you've really yeah. developed in her, and it was just by asking the question and let, allowing her to play in her genius zone. I guess mm. um, the other question I want to ask you um, because you started out uh, with a part-time. Uh, with her part-time mm-hmm. and then you very quickly moved to to taking her on full-time. Mm-hmm. And I want to know your view because I've got a view on this around I, I took full-time staff straight away because I wanted them in my business. What's the difference between having someone part-time and full-time, would you say? Everything. <laughs> it's everything, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Um, look, I feel like the reason why everybody that takes part-time first thinks that, they don't have enough work to get covered. Oh yes, yeah, like or, I get all the time. Can I have mm-hmm.
1: hours? I don't have enough work. I go really.
3: Or, yeah. Or they're working with a tight budget, but then they need to understand, and they'll understand pretty quickly that their time per hour is much more valuable doing the tasks that are going to bring <laughs> a lot more money, money to help grow that business. So for me now, um, having her full time is just invaluable. It's um, and yeah, just on so many different levels. But I can depend on her. I can rely on her. She's that support system. She keeps that business going when I can't be there. Um, it's 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 such a big difference from that part-time to full-time. And I understand when people do take that part-time jump because I've been there twice in the past mm-hmm. um, and it's then being honest with yourself saying, really, is this something that I'm doing to maybe because I teach sales, it would be like, am I really doing this to dodge really growing my business and having more face-to-face conversations? conversations or holding more webinars? um, Or am I just doing this because I'm just penny pinching and really not committed in growing my business to that level? But as soon as you take that jump and back yourself to say, I'm growing my business, it's putting that VA on that you have from part-time to full-time is when you're really showing that commitment to yourself as well and how serious you are in that business growth.
1: Yeah, because I get asked that one a lot actually, you know, when is the time to go full-time? And I I, I mean I've always been of the view and obviously financially sometimes people can't do it but, you know, I went full-time straight away from day one of my business with a VA. I mean I made that decision. In fact, actually I made the decision not to buy certain you know, online programs and coaching things and all that, because I thought, well, I really need someone to work alongside me to implement stuff. And the interesting thing, and I didn't know that this was going to happen when I first made that decision, but my first VA is is Melanel, who Lala, we affectionately call her Lala. And she mm-hmm. is now head of operations for the entire Filipino entity for Virtual Angel Hub. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I just am so proud of her because she's gone from being a VA to like accidentally ending up in an amazing role that has benefited her and her family massively, the opportunity came along. And really when I launched Virtual Angel Hub, the only person who could really step into that role quickly was her because she Mm -hmm. had worked with me for so long. Mm -hmm. And I still had to grow her in that role and I still mentor her in that role. But the, the reality was that I had someone ready uh, who had been working with me for so long already, and she, it was the perfect transition. So I didn't have mm. to go through the pain of hiring someone. Yeah,
3: and I think that goes along with what you're talking about before. Is the um, for us being that business owner and seeing them have that growth. I think what's also important is if you're really serious about um, scaling your business and and growing it, it's understanding that these um, virtual assistants. For that retention, you've done all this work in, you know, and they've done all the work too in learning your business and 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 moving through it. It's, do we actually have like a growth path for them? Um, do we actually see what's what really you know sets them alive, but also show them what's available in the future? Because just like us, you know, they're they're real people, and it's um, I think it's that retention for them to see the vision um, and find out if what they actually want in the future um is aligned and then we just help them grow into that person like you have with um what was her name lala yeah lala yeah mm, yeah it's amazing
1: yeah. Just- i mean all, all of the team are-
2: well and i think a couple of things to add here i think number one is uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you think you can't afford a virtual assistant you, you're going to fail in business in my opinion because everyone can afford a virtual assistant the, the, I'm glad you said it, Matt, because right.
1: honestly, I hear this all the time. And yeah. I go, you afford not to have one. And honestly, if you can't afford one, you need to rethink your business model. Yeah,
2: 100%. You can't afford not to. You can't <laughs> afford not to. That is that is the reality. <laughs> um, particularly, you know, when you're setting goals and targets, if you work out your hourly rate and then what you're investing in the person to come and take a lot of these lower value tasks, important but but not, you know, lower value in what the investment to get them done is, it's just phenomenal, and and I, I hear it day in day out as well. So, I, I do have an opinion though around the the difference between part time and full time, and then I'll add another one, which is um I think the uh, which is a project based. I think there's certain tasks ah, that you yes. can just outsource on a project to project basis, and does it require a full time virtual assistant to be there on call to do that? I think mm-hmm. and I think one thing you just need to align with is the organizational chart of your business and looking at um cuz we've got we've got some roles in our business that are only 25 hour a week roles but mm-hmm. we consider for that role 25 hours to be full time and that fulfills that part of the business. So I think that you you just need to overlay your organizational chart to this decision and understanding what the requirements are for specific roles, because that will help you assist um, in your decision making of, of part-time versus full-time. But if, if this person is mm-hmm. your right-hand or left-hand person, your, your, your assistant, like they're there to assist you day in, day out, they must be full-time in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah.
3: And I do remember you actually talking about the project base um, uh, VAs as well, um, Barb, from the very start. So just hearing Matt say that again, it's pricked up my ears because it's something that we probably need to, um, you know, bring into our business.
1: Well, actually, interestingly, the reason, um, you know, when I, as you know, when I first launched Virtual Angel Hub, it was all about getting, you know, VAs and dedicated staff into businesses. And what I've noticed, and we've started to really build out now, is um, we're starting to build the, as part of the hub we have the experts that you can actually tap into. So, for example, people were trying to get their VAs to build websites for them. And I was kind of saying, look, you know, like they can do a bit of WordPress, but they're not going to be able to build a whole website for you. But we have now a web team that, that people can tap into on a project basis. We've got video editors. We're bringing in copywriters because those are the project type things that you need. And I guess I'm trying to build a one-stop shop where people can just get all the things they need um and their VA can help to project manage it for them then. I'd love a podcast on that, please. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Okay. I'll talk to you about that and Matt and i together.
2: Fantastic.
3: I love it. Yeah, I'd love to learn more about that.
2: So, so Annette, Annette. Oh, you yeah. go you go, Bob.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Annette, I just first firstly want to say you know, congratulations for getting through that first few weeks because I remember we chatted and it was it was stressful for you, but it's not as easy as people think. And so many people give up in that first sort of six to eight weeks. And I call it the critical six to eight weeks that you've got to you've got to dig the heels in and put the work in. And sometimes the workload will double before it halves. Yeah. You know, Mm-hmm.
2: Go ahead, Matt. Oh, and and I was just going to say, if if there was, if you knowing what you now know, if there was uh, three critical points that you could share with the listeners today on on that success with your virtual assistant, what would the what would Mm -hmm. the three critical points be?
3: Um, I think the first one is look, you you they really need to be able to connect with that business, so we need to just take that time. To help them understand, take them on the journey so they actually know what your vision is of your business, maybe where you've come from. Um, And for me, one thing that was really important was the way that she communicates with my customers. Um, The second thing is most critical thing is the connection between myself and her to make her really feel like she's a part of something, she's a part of the team, she's feeling uh, loved, appreciated and that makes her more open for feedback. And um, third thing, mm. I think just the patience, like if I could rewind time and say to my old self, even though I knew that, I knew, I, I comprehended it before I started that it was going to be that um, teething stage. But when I was in the middle of it, just my patience just, um, <laughs> I, yeah. lost, I lost focus.
1: <laughs> well, you're only human. I think we all do. Even I, that happens to me with my teams too. Mm. What about the project management tools and the more, um, you know, like getting your tasks list lists right? Would that be something that you've, Oh,
3: actually, yeah, Um, the accountability. So learning to, one, learning the prioritisation and then using uh, something like Asana, which you've introduced me to. So she actually knows the task and it's just easy. You can just bang everything out. You're not going back and forth on emails which get lost or um, via Skype. Um, There's just so much backtracking that happens if it's through that. Um, But the accountability side of it um, through some type of system
1: um, really helps with those tasks and the projects. Yeah, great. And I, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I mean, I knew my I pleasure. Was so excited to get your insight, and also because we haven't really ever had this conversation since those initial days. Of how did you <laughs> go from that to success? It was, you know, it's really it's a testament to your uh, to the growth of your business as well. And I've seen your business grow since you've taken Jem on. I've seen massive things come out. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do half the stuff without her. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: Thank you so much for um, helping share my message of my journey. (laughs) Thanks, Nettie. I hope uh, some of you uh, listeners have taken some <laughs> some great points away about what not to do and what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, if the listeners, if, you know, if you do have other people that you know are trying to get success in this area, then please share the show with them because we're really committed on this show to not just talking about why you should have, you know, get engaged virtual teams, but how to get success with virtual teams because that's really the area that both Matt and I really feel is lacking in the market, that nobody's really talking about that. so.
2: This is the show. This is the show.
1: Right. Okay. So until next week, Matt, see you next week. And i talk to you soon. Thanks Thanks very much. Bye, guys.
0: See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com.